Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so happy to have you join me once again on this beautiful day. And if you are a new listener, Fearlessly Authentic is about educating you, empowering you with that education, entertaining you. I hope every week I entertain you along with my guests, or even if I'm here alone, and then inspiring you to inspire other people so you can live that fearlessly authentic life. Because I was so afraid most of my life to take risks that I wasn't living in my truth. I wasn't being fearless. I was being fearful. And, you know, I think it's um, an evolutionary thing where we're not always fearlessly authentic. Like I have some changes coming up in my life soon. Um, and, you know, the, I'm excited, but I'm scared. And I think it's normal to be scared. And we need to, I think, really embrace that feeling. So if you're new, that's what we're going to talk about. But today might be a little bit different because of my guest, who I will introduce in a second. Um, but I love that you're here. And thank you for sharing. We have a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We, you could also find us on YouTube at Jody Harrison Bauer um, because it's always nice to just not listen to us. You can watch us also on YouTube, um, but just don't do it when you're driving in your car. And what else? Um, I always feel like I'm forgetting something else, but I think that's about it for today because I want to get right into the show. We had some little technical difficulties, so we're just jumping right in. So today I have my youngest daughter, Alexis Harrison joining me for Fearlessly Authentic. Thank you, Alexis, for taking the time out of your life to be here with your mom. Hi, thank you for having me. Look at you, so professional. Um, so two weeks ago, I had your sister on the show and she was 10 minutes late. Um, and she was nervous and took a shot of tequila. We decided we were not going to take a shot of tequila Um for reasons that you suggested we did not. Um, well, I wish we did because my hands are sweating. So I just see? have my, have my coffee and I, <laughs> you see, Right. You should have, we should have taken a shot because um, I don't know. I, I don't get nervous for my show, but with you and Alyssa, I got nervous. So, um, you know, I named, I really, really was uh, torn about the name of the show. Cause the episode titles are always, you know, I want them to be catchy, but I also want them obviously to pertain to what we're talking about. I don't want to be saying something is something, and then we're not discussing it. So I today that you came up with those yourself, I thought there was like creative people who did that. Oh, so are you impressed? Yeah. I didn't know that you did the show. Oh, you're impressed with me. I didn't know that you did the show descriptions and the titles yourself. Yes. Well, show over here minus production. What's that? I said one woman show over here minus production. You exactly. Know. Well, now Seth, shout out to Seth, my assistant. Um, Seth has been doing a lot of the descriptions because I, as Grace has told me, um, and Lexi knows all these players, um, I have a lot of typos. So when you're writing in the Voice America description, they don't tell you, they don't like autocorrect, like tell you that no, you need an N in there. So it just gets all messed up. So literally every time Grace has to say to me, Jody, you have, you know, not spelling errors, but like that I'm not typing correctly. So now Seth does that, but I really didn't know what to write for today because I know that this show is going to be different than the show that I did with your sister, Alyssa. Alyssa lives in Miami. Lexi lives in New York. A little bit about Alexis. Um, I know this is going to sound so corny to you, but Alexis is... Um, my daughters are three years and nine months apart. Lexi was born in March of 93, March 2nd. She is a Pisces. And I had her after I had two miscarriages. So not that, so Alyssa is very special because I know she's going to be listening to this. Alyssa is very special because she's my firstborn. And of course, Lexi's very special because she's my second. And I had her after two miscarriages. And so 
um, there's just something special about having that rainbow baby after some miscarriages. So, and we have, I think it's because there's four years difference basically that, you know, as me, as a woman, I was very different when I had my first child, not knowing what the hell to do with that first child, which is why the first child is so screwed up. And I'm a firstborn, your dad's a firstborn. So like, you're so lucky that you, you came second, you know, Yeah, I don't know why anyone thinks that being the oldest is the best because not only that, but also you get to learn from everything your older sister does or your older sibling. And then they like break in your parents for you. They teach you how to do everything. I don't understand how oldest siblings out how to do stuff without an older show. We didn't, we didn't, which is why so many of firstborns are people pleasers because we just want to please our parents or they're completely rebellious. I don't think they're because I wouldn't describe you as rebellious or a people pleaser. I think I'm a people pleaser. Not like, anymore. When you were a baby, you were. When you were a I mean, toddler. Better. I'm definitely a people pleaser. So a few things about Lexi. Um, she is um, has always been a very good student. So just a little comparison here, even though I don't really compare my daughters. Do you think I compare you guys? No, but I don't know why you're doing it right now. No, I'm just why saying about what kind of student I was. No, because what I what I'm getting to is that like Alyssa went to your basic nursery school where they just did fun things. You went to a Montessori school and then you both went to private school. Then you went on to a very competitive high school. And so she was always like you were just more studious and you were very quiet. That is my point. So Alyssa was the very verbal the very social and Lexi was sort of like in her, in her shadow a little bit until tell us about what happened. I know this, it wasn't on our notes and you made me send you notes, which like, I, I didn't look at the notes. Good. But- thank God. So tell us what happened when you went to, where was it? Spain? No. Where did you go? Guatemala? Oh, Mom, no, we're not <laughs> doing that story. We're not doing the story, but list basically Liz was always very loud and liked attention and liked to perform. And I didn't, and I was very quiet, but she also always made way for me. So I didn't really have to ask for things myself or figure out how to do things for myself. She kind of just did that for me. Um, So then she left for college and it was very quiet. And if I wanted something done or needed something or needed someone to understand how I was feeling, I had to do that myself instead of just letting her do it. Um, I also was starting high school. So I was getting more mature growing into myself, getting some more confidence. Um, that's when I had my glow up, so to speak. So I think that also helped is my coming out of that pubescent period and getting yes. looking, um, definitely the glasses, the glasses came off, the, the braces, braces came, came off, off, some weight came off. Right. Right. And um, you just like blossomed. Right. So I had to start being my own person and speaking for myself. And that was really scary and really difficult, but also really empowering and really powerful. And I think made me a lot of who I am today. Yeah, I do too. It's interesting that we can go back because it's always about like the things that have happened in our past, like the dots that connect us to where we are right now in this moment. And that's really interesting how you thought we've never really talked we've talked about it, but never in this particular right. way you're being. Yeah, I don't but. think that I would be the way that I am now had Liz and I been closer in age and I had less time at home without her because I think I would have continued to just fall in her shadow, mm. which mm. I've still done, but it's, it's harder to do when she wasn't living at home. So I had to, I think that helped with my confidence a lot. Yeah. And Alyssa definitely took advantage of the fact that you were like quiet and a little meek And then all of a sudden, when you went through that, you know, puberty and you grew out of it and you started becoming your own young woman, I remember her going, oh, wait a minute. When did Lexi get so hot? I'm like, hey, you know, you're not the only hot sister out there. It used to be I was the hot mom for Alyssa. And then it was like Alyssa was the hot sister for you. And then all of a sudden you had your glow up. And not that looks are everything, but like in this particular, you know, you were felt insecure and, you know, we all go through our very insecure stages. So, yeah, I felt like that when Alyssa left, as you said, and Alyssa, we love you so much, but she made a lot of noise and um, (laughs) she left. You and I were like, 
okay, what do we do now? Like this is, it was just us. I had been divorced already for many, many years already. I think it was. And uh, we sort of just made the house um, kind of a, you refer to it as sort of like the sorority house feeling. Yeah. I mean, I felt not like I was ever parenting you, but I would come down and be like, mom, it's time to go to bed. Mom, <laughs> why is your bed covered in clothes? Mom, clean up your room. <laughs> um, so that happened a lot. And we would like, I don't know, stay up late and we watch did. TV. And if I ever didn't want to go to school, I could just come into your room and say, mom, I don't want to go to school today. And you'd say, cool, I'll call you in sick. What are we going to do? Should we talk about like, yeah, you, you were like that, but you were a good student. So I never had to worry. Right, I didn't do it very often, but it wasn't, that would have never flown when Liz was here because she was getting in trouble. Well, it wouldn't have flown with Alyssa and it wouldn't have flown if your dad and I were still married. Like you could have never gone to your father. Well, there was the time that (laughs) you called me in sick to school Right. Um, because we were going to Vegas. <laughs> right. Why were we going one to Vegas? Your, one of your fitness competitions. Yes. Yes. We were going to Vegas. I think it was your first or second world competition or mm-hmm. whichever big competition they have in Vegas. It was a really big deal. And uh, you called me out of school for like several days. So that for like three days. Yeah. So we could go <laughs> right. to Vegas. And I think maybe one day you didn't wake up because you had to, because of the time difference. I had to wake up at five. I had to wake right. up at four thirty in the morning to call you in. Cool, right? And <laughs> and I think maybe we missed it one day, and Dad found out. Oh, right! I do so remember that. Much trouble. That's so ridiculous. Hear what you just said. We got in so much trouble, you and me. So that that right. like, I was like sixteen, and you were like forty five. Yeah. So it was a we thing. So it was Lexi and I became. You know, she definitely knew that I was the mom. I had. I always had her back, but we be, it was a very different relationship that I had with her sister. And it was, and I think it was because we were all evolving, you know, as I was trying to figure out who I was and who I wanted to be at the age of 42, you were just turning not nine. So yeah. Alyssa was 14, 10, 11, 12, 13. I was eight when you got divorced. Right. So you were turned nine the first. Yeah. Yeah. So nine 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, Alyssa was 13. So, um, you know, those are all like very, not my age, but, you know, it became that I was like, oh, okay, I don't know who I am, but, oh, um, I need to be like super mom for my daughters because they're going through things too. And when I think back to that time, that was hard. It was confusing. And it was, I... I had to just sort of figure out my shit in private without bringing you girls in. And when you were older, when it just happened that Alyssa had gone to school, college, and you were 14, 15 years old, you know, you were turning into this young woman. um, And I felt like almost we were kind of doing the same things at the same time, right? You say that too, but I thought it sounded so stupid. But even that was when you had a pretty serious relationship at that time. So that was one of the first times that I was introduced to you dating because it was someone who had been around for a while. So he would come over sometimes we would spend time with him and you, you did were, not like that. I like, I still liked him at that point. Oh, okay. Um, so we would talk a little bit about your dating life and it was like the same time that I was starting to date. So we could talk about my dating life and we could talk about your dating life and it didn't feel as foreign as I imagine it might for some 14, 15, 16 year old girls who are talking to their mom who has been with their dad maybe for 30 years. And it's like, well, what do you know about dating? You haven't done this in however many years. It didn't feel as foreign because you were going through it with me. Right. But you did have friends that had parents that were married for a long time. Did you feel like your relationship was different? Like you had a different relationship with me, not bad, not good, but just different than they did. And I, I realize that every girl yeah. has a different relationship with her parents, but the married ones versus maybe the divorced ones. I don't even think it's that. And I, a lot of my friends, my whole life have been really close with their moms. So mm-hmm. it wasn't our closeness that I noticed was different. And it wasn't the fact that you were divorced, but it was the fact that we interacted more like friends. Mm. So I have friends who are 
very, very close with their mom, just as close as you and I are, but it's just a different relationship. I don't think they talk about the things that we talk about or the way that we talk about them. And I think that has evolved more as I've gotten older. I wouldn't definitely talk to you about sex in high school or maybe I did. I, I wasn't did. Sex in high school. So there wasn't really anything. To I talk know. About. And I was like very nervous about that. Very concerned. Yeah. My, I think you told <laughs> me how concerned you were that I wasn't having sex in college. So that's, I mean, in high no. school, so that's not a normal mom move. No, but here, here, like, listen to me first. So everybody listening can understand my perspective is that I, I wanted to be near her when she had that, that, that experience. So if she had any questions, she could ask me rather than going to college. I didn't want her going to college as a virgin. I went to college as a virgin. So you I did, left college as a virgin. I did not leave college as a virgin. I lost my virginity Valentine's Day weekend, senior year of college. Okay. So, so Valentine's Day weekend, 1983. So I was 20 freaking two. I didn't realize it was Valentine's Day. That's so cliche. It's when I drove, I flew Roger up. I'm like, okay, we're best friends. We're kind of dating. I need to have, I need to lose my, literally come to Boston so I can have sex with you. Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, not that, but it was like, I I could not. Oh, I was so old. I mean, I hear people now say, oh yeah, I was 19. I was 20. I'm like, um, 22. 22. So that was my concerns that I just wanted to be there. I didn't want you to have sex the first time when you were drunk. I didn't want you to have it when you were like, you know, with some random person. I just wanted to know that the person you were going to have sex with for the first time would be a good human and somebody you had had some kind of relationship with. And you knew right away, which is very funny because I know that on the episode with Liz, you talked about how you didn't know until many, many, many years later when she lost her virginity. Yeah, which, which I'm still I pissed knew. about. But I I got in the car and the first thing you said to me, I think you hugged me, you looked at me and said you had sex, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a mom super. <laughs> I totally knew it. I could tell it. There was like this new confidence. There was like this openness to you. And I. And, I could tell. And that was important because also going to college, looking like a virgin, not like Jane, the virgin. Well, there's a, there's an aura you throw out. There's a, um, this is a weird thing, but I remember my mom telling me understand the virgin energy, but you can feel it. So my mom, mom. whether it's right or wrong, um, I, I wish people would let me know is that I remember when I got my period 13 And back then my mom didn't let me use tampons because I think she thought it would be like having sex. It's very strange. I can't get into it. So um, I had to wear like a big maxi pad. I don't even know if you know what that is. Um, Now they have period underwear. We talked about that. That's just so gross. Have you heard about that? that has replaced pads. So I think people still wear pads. I think they do. Um, I don't but know. But anyway, know. but I remember going to our pool club and I had a friggin' big maxi pad on. And oh, wait, they didn't, wait, they, wait, they didn't even have the glue. You had to wear like a bikini string that hooked onto it. I'll, I'll have to show you a picture. Oh, it's a full diaper. Oh, yes. It's like a full diaper without the sides of a diaper. It's disgusting. And you had hairy legs. Stop. I was, I was able to shave my legs in eighth grade. So yes, I got my period and I was able to shave my legs in eighth grade. But I'm sitting on the, at the at poolside with my mom. Of course, I'm like all covered up. And I say to my mom, um, do, do you think people know that I have my period? And she's like, yes, people just get a feeling for it. So I'm like, I don't know. And it was the same thing my dad said to me um, when I got divorced and I was dating all these young men. And he's like, Jody, stop putting that feeling out there. Like they, they were already talking about the universe. I go, what are you talking about, daddy? He's like, you know, men know what you're looking for. I'm like, no, they don't. He's like, you know, and I was like 42, 43, 44. And he's like, you know, you're not going to look like this for your whole life. You're not going to. Um, and your grandmother looks and she says, Stan, leave her alone. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. So it's just funny. Like, it's just, I think it's, 
it's that aura you put out to the universe. That's when we're talking about that virgin energy. So I just didn't want you going there like that. All right. right. So I don't think a lot of moms would have said to their daughters, I don't want you to go to college with virgin energy. So a little taste of, I, I guess, how our relationship was slightly different than some of my friends who had more traditional mothers who might've been just as close with them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it did feel, and I think that's why you referred to the house as a feel of a sorority house. Cause it was just the two of us and it, we, we just like our things, right? Like you were upstairs in your room. I left you alone. If I heard you walking around at one o'clock in the morning, I'd really call you up on the phone. Alexis, go to bed. Um, remember? Yes. But then it would be like, you go to bed. <laughs> right. Right. You did say that. Yeah. I remember you did say that. And yeah, then what- watch American Idol and eat obscene amounts of sushi. Do you believe the amount of sushi we, we used to eat on the ground? How did we do that? Because this past weekend I when we I were do it. No, when we were and we're going to get to Montauk, when we were in Montauk, we eat six oysters a piece. We're like, I'm full. We're like, never fall. Like, who were we? We wanted to <laughs> be drunk and skinny, which we should not be promoting at We're all. We're not promoting not that at all. No, no, because like it was just a, a very, very weird thing. It is hard to eat with you. I get a lot of anxiety um, picking a restaurant for you because I know you, you do. I feel bad about that. Diet. You eat such a specific diet, but the place must be fun. <laughs> right. Very good. Lex. So they have to have grilled chicken. Grilled fish, steamed vegetables, raw fish, raw fish, no oil. They must have tequila. They must have music playing. And the people there have to be fun. Otherwise, she doesn't want to be there. It's very difficult. Yeah. If anything, I could, if I had to pick one thing that I need a restaurant to have, it would just be a good vibe. Yes. But so you like the clubby restaurants and they don't, they're not serving grilled fish because it's not a fun thing to eat. <laughs> right. They're eating, they're like making like fried stuff fun food. and gross food that I would never eat unless we did a lot of shots of tequila. We're going to talk about all of that too. We have so much to talk about. Um, let's see one thing that we, we have like one minute left until we take a break. So you know what? We're just going to take the break right now because now it's probably 30 seconds. So we're going to take a break right now. Um, Stay with us. We'll be back. And then we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what it's like to be single in New York City, dating boys, dating men. What's the difference? I think that's a really good topic. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. 
You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I am here with my youngest daughter, Alexis, also known as Lexi. I was always going to call you Alexis. I would never call you Lexi, but I just was pulled into it like everybody else because it's just easy. For, but how long did you only call me Alexis? I still refer to you as Alexis. It's such a pretty name. I know, but how do you feel when Alexis how do you, until age 10? How do you feel when people um call you sexy Lexi? She's like, I'm so pissed you asked me this eyes. question. Well, no, I've been hearing it for a very long time. I became immune to it when I was a waitress, and literally the entire staff called me that for two <gasps> Where were you a waitress? Pine Orchard. Oh, yeah. But didn't you work at a restaurant at Wisconsin? I worked at a bar in Wisconsin. My friend made me work there because she told me it was where all the cool girls worked and made so much money. So I applied to work there and they hired me as a waitress. I had waitressing experience, but I was actually just a bar back. And my job was to I cannot. You did not tell me that you were a bar back. Yes. That's disgusting. Yes. You should not ever be a bar back. Um, listen to the rest. Oh, of the my story. God. So I'm so upset. My, right title, now. my title was waitress. But every night when I came in, my job was essentially bar back. It was just to clean up all the plastic <gasps> cups and the like baskets that they served food in. Sometimes I got to check IDs, which is crazy because I was I like you had a fake ID maybe 21. Well, they knew my real age. They employed me or it was my job to sit on this, um, lifeguard chair outside in this outdoor area and yell at all the people who were hopping the fence to sneak in. No way. Yeah. That was really fun. And I would say that was fun. It was cold. Um, but at the end of the night I had to clean the bathrooms. That's what I remember. And that is disgusting. I mean, you never cleaned a toilet in your life to quit. And you did. I lasted for maybe two months. Yeah. You should never be cleaning toilets. I'm sorry. I'm not saying, you know, it's everybody needs jobs, but we wanted you to focus on your studies and enjoying college life, which is, and Wisconsin, you know, your dad and I were very, very sad when you graduated because it was a really, 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 really fun school to go to and visit you. Um, So you go off to school. And, um, and then we find out that you've lost your virginity. You have a boyfriend, all that stuff. So now you move to the city, you graduate, you move to the city and now you're dating. I mean, you've been in the city for like seven years now, so you're single now. And, you know, it's funny because we were away in Montauk this past weekend and like every, you told me everybody, mom, everybody's really, really young. And like, Everybody old in Montauk. Right. Like I clearly was your mother, although somebody thought I was your friend. I'm like, well, I'm her mother and we're friends. She's like, remember? So I'm going to tell you guys the story. So we're sitting at the beach and there's a beautiful woman there, like in her forties, she's chatting it up with another 40 something. And, you know, the one sitting next to us has beautiful children and like an involved husband, blah, blah, blah. And I said, um, hey, Lexi, you know, that other woman really wants to be friends with this woman, the woman who was sitting next to us. And Lexi's like, yeah. 
And so I said, is this how people talk? Not that she knows because she's not in her 40s. She's 29. So she's like, yeah, I think so. And I said, what do you think she thinks of us? She goes, typical Lexi, nothing. She's not thinking of us, mom. Like basically saying, mom, we're not even on her radar. And I'm thinking, bullshit, we are. We're sitting here in our bikinis. We're two girls, women. And so I leaned a little while later. I said to her, you know, your family is beautiful, blah, blah, blah. Um, Your children are well-behaved. I don't know how it came up, but I said something that I didn't say this is my daughter, but she first said, um, oh, I thought you two were girlfriends. I'm like, Oh, you said something to her. It was her and her daughter were sitting there and her oh, son had gotten up. I'm like her 61. I don't remember these things. Yeah, go ahead. And so you said something about the, you gave Ooh. her a compliment, but said something about mother, daughter, and you were like, I have daughters too. Right. She, oh, really? How old are they? And you pointed to me. I mean, this woman's daughter was eight years old. So Right, right, right. She so was she, her jaw like, dropped oh, 29 and 33. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That happens often. But, you know, Lexi was the first one to say she's not thinking anything. Mom, Lexi's my tough kid. She'll give it to me. She'll give it to me straight. So everybody's really young. So clearly I look like a mom or your way older sister, or your way older friend. And we're talking about boys and men. And so at your age, if you're on a dating app or if somebody wants to introduce you, what do you consider a boy, a man, or a much older man boy that is too old for you to date? Like what age range to you at 29 do you re, do you refer to a person with a penis who's a man being a boy? Like obviously anybody like who is a real boy, but we refer to men. I feel like boys. I don't really use the word. I think I say guy a lot, which I is, hear you. I heard you say boy a lot. I don't know, but you were asking me during the break, what makes a boy versus what makes a man? I don't think it's necessarily age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could give an age cutoff, but I think that it's more about their personality and their confidence and how they act and how they treat you and how they present themselves because there are men in their mid to late thirties that are still acting like boys, or you can meet, you know, a really mature 25 year old who I I would consider that very young, but maybe there's one out there who's really mature, who is acting like a man. So you would, you would date, I'm not trying to get you dates here because you don't need my help, but you, so you would date somebody, let's say 25, if he was very mature and responsible. I and... prefer not to. Okay. That's what I was I curious about. I mm-hmm. last year decided to broaden my horizons and date a couple of younger men. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like to not write someone off just because of their age, because I think that that is no, not that. giving anyone enough benefit prior to meeting them or even meeting them and liking them and saying, oh, well, I can't date you because you're too young. I think that that's a little silly, but most of the time I'm right in terms of there's a certain maturity level that comes Mm -hmm. with certain age. And I do think that women mature faster than men, especially in your twenties when everyone is on such different wavelengths that I really do prefer to date someone older than me because I find that that's someone who's more my speed and maturity level. I agree. I mean, I think it's always older. It's better for a woman to date and a few years older man or 10 years older. I don't think I would want to go closer than 10 10 years years. older is a lot. I mean, at your age, I, your age, I don't know. Again, you have to know the personality. I mean, I found out the day before I married my second husband that he was considerably older than me when we went to go sign our wedding. Told that story. I don't know if I have or not, but I thought my husband was like two years older than me. And he looks really young, so he can pass for whatever age. You thought this for what? How many years were you together? Four years? Uh Uh-huh. And they were almost five years, five years. Right. They were signing Mm -hmm. their marriage license. And I couldn't understand why I would say to him, so when did you get married? When did you graduate from law? Um, Not law school. That was the first one. Medical school. Um, You know, when did you do your fellowship? When did you like all of these things? And like, 
he would be like, I don't remember. He is very spacey, but smart. But so he didn't remember anything, but he knew he had to show his license before we got married. So he's like, so I got to tell you something. So I found out he was. He did it in a cuter way than that. He did. It was very cute. He said to me, um, so what do you be when you've been lying? (laughs) Right, right. So we're getting out of his car and he says to me, so um, what do you think about marrying an older man? And I go, well, you are a few years older than me. And he goes, well, how about a few more years older than that? And I'm like, 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 I'm going to be putting diapers on you in like another year or two. No. So he's like, well, no, not that old. And so when he told me, I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of sexy, but you shouldn't have lied to me about that. So, but yeah, it was, it was kind of cute. Now he's losing his hearing. So um, it's really hard. Sorry, Frank, if you're listening. Um, So one of the things that we always had in common for the longest, longest time, beside me loving you to death and you thinking, you know, I'm the best mom in the world. I know I wasn't like the other moms. Um, is that we worked out a lot together. Like you really got into fitness at the school that you went to, how to play three sports. Uh, so you were like forced to like move your body and work out that way. But, you know, we kind of, you were on the fitness journey with me. I've always worked out. So, but I introduced you to it as I did your older sister. You took to it. She did not. Well, it wasn't as much a part of our lives. I mean, I know that you always worked out, but you would leave the house and work out like while we were at school. It wasn't really in our face. Right. Until you started competing when you were working out a lot more. um, And that's when you and I were home alone together. And then when you started working in fitness, which also was when Liz had moved out. So you were spending a lot more time in the gym and also competing. Right. And also competing. So it was more like, I don't really remember you working out before then, even though I know that you did. Right. So Lexi accompanied me to almost every fitness competition. She came to Vegas with me, came to Miami and I didn't ever did Miami with you. Yes, you did. I did because no, the nope. first show I went first in, oh, I, you went didn't. To Miami alone. I went to Miami with the person I was dating at the time. Oh, that's, no, that's not news to you. I thought you went to that show alone. Is Maybe this, I did. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, you came to Vegas. You just did Vegas. You never did Miami. And right. I, I, I multiple times and a lot of local shows, a lot of local shows. And she was so positive, but really always honest. I'd be like, so, you know, like I was older, I was in my late forties and in my early fifties, I'm like the thing. Yeah. How does my stomach look? How's my ass look? And, you know, again, we're talking about how you look. It was, you know, feeling a little insecure being older and being on stage, even though I loved every minute of it. And what was really cool, I threw you into that whole thing. And I think a regular mom would have never done that shit to her daughter. No, I mean, to be a stage mom for fitness competitions. When your mom is like almost 50 going through menopause, which you didn't know about, but like, yeah, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the two of us running around Vegas, like spray tans, the makeup, spray tans and me sizing up the competition. Right. Right. And she's ridiculous. It's crazy, but like, it was so much fun. Like you had fun doing it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so I would be backstage. They would line us up. I've told this story so many times. And because a lot of people would ask me, you know, how do you stay focused when you're backstage? And so, and I said, well, back then we had blackberries. And I'd be on my BlackBerry. Oh, no. Alexis, I had a BlackBerry. It okay. was, this is 2007, 2008, 2009. You had a BlackBerry for your first three competitions. Right. I mean, I don't know what kind of phone you had. You, you probably had a BlackBerry too. I don't know. I didn't, we, have a, I didn't have an iPhone until um, like 2013. Well, we got iPhones the same time. Like this is where we start evening out. So anyway, 
So I'm backstage and I'd be texting you the whole time. You'd be like, mom, watch out for this girl. She looks really good. You don't have to worry about this one. Mom, make sure that you smile at judge number five. Make sure you look all the way around. The girls aren't looking around. Oh, this the, the floor looks slippery. Be careful when you go out there. Everything, hold in your stomach, stick out your ass, you know, stuff like that. And I would literally be backstage. They'd be like, Harrison, you're up next. Put down the phone. And I would put down the phone. I would do my thing, come around after I'd be on and then grab my phone again. And there would be Lexi going, mom, you did so great. Mom, you did. So remember when in Vegas, they they announced the winners backwards. Now I had just won Miami in June. Now it's Vegas in November. We have the, where I'm in the top five and they call out number five first and they call my name. I'm like, okay, it just wasn't meant to be. So they count us all and it's totally, you know, we walk off stage. Thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Lexi's texting me. They got this all wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. There's no way. Blah, blah, blah. Mom, they got it wrong. They got it wrong. Cause that's, that's you. There's no bullshit. This kid, even back then, there was just never any bullshit. I'm only like that with you and Liz. Right. So it sounds so weird that you're only like that with us. Um, anyway, to make a long story short, the next group 35 and over came out. You texted me again, mom, they got it wrong. Then we got all called back on stage again. And I won that show because they did call it out in reverse. And you're like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But that was really fun. That was, those were experiences. Did that make you want to get into fitness? I always wanted you to do a show. I know. And I've you do lift. Dedicate the time to train for a show. Um, no, I, I don't know. I think all of it got me into fitness. Just mm-hmm. you, the way that fitness was a part of your life and you being a part of my life got me into fitness. I don't think the shows necessarily had anything to do with it, but I do think I understood from a very young age, the importance of diet and lifting weights. It's so funny seeing, I feel like in the past year, women in their twenties and thirties have learned about lifting weights for the first time. Like the internet is just learning about lifting weights and that lifting weights makes you lean and not bulky. And so I I do roll my eyes at a lot of things that I see on Instagram or TikTok, which is, and it's so funny um, to see people discovering this for the first time when I've been lifting weights for as long as I can remember. Um, And, And eating healthy at home. Like I was feeding you food in bowls before Tom Brady was talking about eating out of bowls. Yes. Always bowls, always ground chicken with like mustard and salsa and any vegetable that you could find. You loved canned tomatoes, which are so gross. I wouldn't eat those now, but like, again, and spinach. Yeah. Yeah. But I, we were always eating healthy. We, and we knew what, but what, but, but the point was also, I always emphasize that we were eating healthy. It was never to like lose weight, get skinny. Like we never use the word skinny. So that's why we can laugh about being in Montauk this weekend and having six oysters a piece and go, oh, look at us. We're eating like skinny people. And, and that's the least I've eaten in my life. Lexi, Lexi and I are very fit. Nobody would refer to us as being skinny. No, and we also so that's why we kind of laugh about it to ourselves. And right. travel with snacks. I'm always when I travel with my friends, I always have to ask about when we're eating. Right. It's just it's it can just go a lot thing. longer than me without food. Are you happy that you learned those things from me? Yeah, of course. Anything else you might have learned from me? <laughs> I'm putting you, know, you on, the on the spot. Of all no. of the things that I've learned from you, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to do that to you. All right. Let's talk about, we talked about boys. We talked about men. So eating workouts, your style. I feel like we're not, we're not, you've got like three inches on me. I think you're Lexi's the tall one in the family. She's all of about five foot three, right? I'm the giant. Yes. Yes. Lexi is the giant child. The other one is four, 10 and a half. So, um, like your style. I think you and I dress similarly. Like when we went out, 
Yeah. You dress very similarly, but you, one of the things that you taught me was to dress for my body, not to dress for what's cool. I love you. You have always been very well dressed. Liz has always been very well dressed. So we were always dressing on trend. We weren't dressing um, poorly, but the importance of dressing for your body first um, and also the importance of simple and basics. And you can always accessorize or make it more exciting, but investing in good basics and having basics that look really good on you that can go with anything. Um, So I dress like you because of that. I think we have similar tastes, but we also have very similar bodies. Yes. And you, so it's been very easy for me to kind of copy what you're doing because you have spent however many years, yeah, we're wearing the same thing. Yeah. For many years figuring out what works for your body. So I didn't really have to do the, which I have done the trial and error, but I got to just take the formula that already worked for you and use it on myself. I mean, I have this bodysuit in every different. Well, now, but I want to give you props because I bought that bodysuit because it looks so good on you. So that's the benefit of having similar bodies that we can just look at what the other one is wearing and copy it. Right. And go, I know that will look good on me. Right. Yeah. Like I love the outfit you wore the first night we went out in Montauk. I like, I wanted to dress like that, but I didn't bring a jacket, but I loved that outfit on you. So I get a lot of styling ideas from Lexi. I can't do my hair for crap, but her hair always looks perfect. Um, Yeah. And so the styling is you spend money on your shoes and your handbags. Yes. I don't spend money on my shoes because I know I live in New York and it's my shoes get destroyed. Although a lot of people here spend money on shoes. I don't really get it. What's, what's the vibe in the city now? Like being single, do you feel like it's changed like pre COVID during COVID now? Is that a really dumb question to ask you? No, um, it has definitely changed, but I wasn't, it, my relationship status has changed too. So it's hard for me to comment on dating pre-COVID because I wasn't dating Mm pre-COVID. There's definitely the past year, you can tell there are a lot of single people and a lot of people left relationships during COVID and people are just really excited to get out there um, and to meet people and socialize because we couldn't do that for so long. So there's definitely a big energy of excitement for dating that's happening in the city right now. Are people still using the apps or do you find that people kind of want to go back to kind of old fashioned meeting people through other people? People are on the apps, but I think everyone is over them. Everyone is frustrated with them. I think Mm. because people couldn't really date for so long. And because there are so people are so excited to be out and socializing now, still, it still feels relatively new um, that I think there's and uh, like decision paralysis, people have too many options. Um, I think people aren't really trying on the app. So people are getting frustrated with them. If I, I'm feeling like, and I don't know, cause I'm married, but that people are just like slapping any old picture on there and not really making an effort to converse maybe, or do I have this completely wrong? Yeah. I think it's like, there are always more people and we don't have to try that hard. You know, when I got divorced, I, the only thing out there was match.com. Yes. And, you know, um, I think there was a Jewish app out there too. And was it JD? Yeah. JD. Is that still around? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And I have a a Greek friend who met her husband on like Greek date or something like that. So I think, I think there's like, everything is out there, but I do, I feel even being in suburbia here, but even though, because you're my daughter, that people just want to get out and they want to socialize. Right. They just want to be near people. They want to feel that energy. And I, you know, I get that, like living in suburbia. Did you feel that when we were out last weekend? Yes. And you were hopping around? Hopping around. We were doing tequila shots, got on the stage, was pulled off by the bouncer. That was me, not my daughter. Um, but he was like, like he was saying, like, come on stage, right? He Yes, he was. The bouncer was like my age. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could come up as soon as I got up there. He like literally lifted me up, put me down. You have to send me that picture. But we had so much fun. So, so much fun. I was clearly by far the oldest person everywhere we went. But um, I had a blast with you. We travel really well, even though I'd bring too many clothes. But I've learned how to pack better because of you. 
Yes. And we have fun going out together. That's something that I think not a lot of people would say about their moms. Like I genuinely enjoy getting out, going out and going to a bar and drinking and dancing with you and meeting guys with you. Oh, so thank I think you. That another way that our relationship might be a little different, especially at this age. I don't think a lot of people are picking up men with their 60 year old mother. 61. Don't, um, yeah, we have so much fun. We have so much fun. We like the same bars. We like the same dancing. We, we love the whole thing. So I'm going to put Lexi on the spot for a second. We have 30 seconds left. See how easy this was, Lex. Um, what does it mean to you to be fearless and authentic or fearlessly authentic? What does it mean to feel fearlessly authentic to you? I think it means to just be yourself in the purest form. I think to be fearless doesn't mean to not be afraid of anything, but just to ignore the fear and ignore the doubt and ignore all the noise and just go for it anyway. Um, And to not be afraid to show any part of yourself, just be your truest self unapologetically. I love that. That's a beautiful answer. I'm so proud that you're my daughter. You were wonderful. I loved having you on the show. I love you, love you, love you. Um, Please follow Fearlessly Authentic. Lexi, tell them where they can find me. Because you always tell me. On Instagram, like, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Review. Great review. Right. So those are the things I always forget. Lexi, I love you to death. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Love you. you Bye. 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 Thank you everybody for joining us on Fearlessly Authentic. We will see you next week. And thank you again for joining. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.